I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. Well, Happy New Year. And our first episode of the new year, we have a guest, and he's a local singer-songwriter, very talented. You guys should check him out, but uh, I'm going to hand it over to him and let him do uh, tell you where you can find him. Oh, my name is Jonah Carden. I am from Peterstown, West Virginia, in Monroe County. I am on Spotify and Facebook and YouTube, and most of my handles are just my name. Jonah Corden. J O N A H C A R D E N. Like garden with a C. Sweet. Good deal. What do you guys want to get into? You guys want to get into the Ticketmaster deal we were talking about first? How they're fucking artists over? and I'm not super knowledgeable about that, but I hate them. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, certain artists trying to buck against Ticketmaster. Like you were talking about Pearl Jam losing. Yeah. You know, they lost their battle against Ticketmaster. But the problem I have with it is that Ticketmaster is charging these ridiculous amounts of money to in releasing tickets, but none of the extra money goes to the artist because I assume through the record label or some kind of deal that they've signed that they can only charge so much for the tickets, but Ticketmaster charges by demand and the artists have no control over it. Yep. Whenever I think that if people are willing to pay the money to see an artist, they should, that's who should get the money. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some kind of big debacle with Taylor Swift going on right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's what got, I think that's what's, you know, it's always been a thing since the nineties, but I think that's, what's kind of brought it to the front is the amount of money. Some people were paying for her tickets. Yeah, I got up to like $20,000. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I kind of equate it to, you remember back in the, uh, mid 90s when streaming and downloading music was real big and the artists were big were mad because people were getting their music and the artists wasn't getting any money for it right i think this is pretty much the same thing i mean price gouging man ain't no other yeah. way to call it metallica caused that the whole napster deal was yeah. the drummer for metallica well you know i think a lot of that shit could have been helped if i remember being a kid going out and buying a cd or a tape and it was like Period, $20, $25 for a CD when you should have just charged maybe 10 bucks, And, you know, maybe all that downloading might not have happened as bad. But, you know, I, I always thought that the tickets, you know, not tickets, but CD sales back in the day were outrageous. And then when they finally figured it out and people were illegally downloading music and stuff, it was like, oh, shit, let's start selling these groups $10 a CD. So, Mike, exactly yeah. how old are you to buy a tape? God I damn. Mean, gosh. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll get ready. I'm I'll almost just... 40. Fuck you. I was getting ready to go in on that. Whenever he was like, uh, whenever he was talking about CDs, I was like, God damn. Tapes. There's a lot of people out there who don't know what the fuck you're talking like, about. What is he talking about? <laughs> I used to get these eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being young building uh, uh, G.I. Joe forts out of my dad's eight track. Get my oh, ass beat. <laughs> but anywho's it anywho's it stay, stay it on. Um Hey, I got a G.I. Joe sticker in that band box. For real. I did, yeah, when I went on Anthony's uh it was watch. uh it was Storm Shadow, man. That shit might be worth some money, man. Yeah. But yo, when it comes to music, I'm I'm like you, I mean, if you're an artist 
and it's your content. It's coming out of, you know, your mind, the artist's heart, whatever. And then somebody else grabs like, you know what? We're going to sell this shit for more. And all the overages, we just going to keep for ourselves. That's pretty fucked up. Back in the 60s, when James Brown was real big, I guess he noticed the same thing. So he took his own money. I think he started his own production company and his own promotion and started cutting some of these bigger labels out. He wouldn't even like do shows unless it came through his own company. So, I mean, I guess if some artists do that, but nowadays it's all about money, bro. Right. But it's like right before the whole Taylor Swift thing, there was, it was all over the internet, whether you like him or not, was the whole Blink-182 reunion because Tom's back. And it was like $2,000, $3,000 a ticket. Go fuck yourself because I grew up on Blink-182. But anyways, yeah, but I'm just Just like, they're old, don't make them good. Yeah. Well, I can say some things about some of the stuff you list to. We'll do it. Sublime. Uh-uh. I can't stand Dude, Sublime. Don't even... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, That's like the Eagles with you. Oh yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the Eagles either, I can't man. Talk to you about music. You I suck. can't. I just, I, just, I can't do it. And do you, uh, let's ask. Do you like the Eagles? I do like the Eagles. Yes. Be- because why? Because I think they're good. Because they're legendary, amazing. I think they're they sing good harmony for one thing. Because he's a musician and he uh, listens to musical talent. <laughs> right. They are played out. But now I can that? see. I can see why. I can actually see why people don't like Sublime. I just I can't get into it. It's like the reggae feel and and it's like upbeat music talking about fucked up things. You know, like there it's like upbeat music talking about popping a cap in her his girl's boyfriend's head. Well, I mean, you know, like I can understand why people ain't into it. They had that, a but, few good songs, but yeah, a couple legendary albums just like I don't know. <laughs> I I wouldn't call them legendary, man, but you know, they had a lot of stuff, too. That Dude, was 40 just like, ounces of freedom is, is freaking awesome. Yeah. We begged to differ, <laughs> can't we? <laughs> so I, I got a question. I want to turn a question for you. I was listening to some of your stuff uh-huh. streaming. You got a real soulful, like, push. Mm-hmm. And you're from Peterstown. Where yep. the fuck does that come from? <laughs> I'm from Peterstown, too. Like, uh, like what's your influence? Like, like, <laughs> That's kind of what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what so, I should have said. My dad is also a musician. He's a drummer and a singer. And when I was a little kid, of course, he's been playing music before I was ever even born, you know. But I grew up listening to his band practice in the basement once a week, you know, when I was a little kid. And he listens to all kinds of classic rock and blues stuff, you know, more bluesy rock stuff. Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of not necessarily like old, old blues, but uh, I guess it came from that a lot, you know, uh. The Doors, I like The Doors a lot. Um, I don't know, man. I just I like music. Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, man. Well, I think that, like, when I listen to you, what I thought of is, like, uh, and I'm a big rock guy. Yeah. You know, uh, metal and rock. Mm-hmm. But what I thought of whenever I first heard you singing, whenever uh, Zach Wilde mixed, uh, mixed with Aaron Lewis. Yeah, yeah, like Aaron that kind of, like Aaron Luce's cry and Zach Wilde's rasp, you know, which and I love both of them. So. Right, but that that's kind of what you reminded me of. But it wasn't neither artist, but it was like in between. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A little bit of both. 
When yeah. I was like uh, 17, I was obsessed with Black Label Society. Hey, man. I still I am, bro. trying as hard as I could to sound like Zach Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still a little bit of that left, but not 100%, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you got to find yourself, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. It takes, it takes time. But that uh, that deep voice is a, is a good starting point, you yep. know, to, to try to achieve that and then find your own self. But I think you did, man. I really like your yeah, I what I've listened to. I really like it. You got to figure out how to uh, make it work with what you have because you can't change your voice. You know, I can't sing like Steven Tyler. It's never going to happen. Right. And if I did, it would sound terrible. Do you think that I people... can't even <laughs> sing like fucking Tweety Bird? Right? <laughs> do you think that people who come out and they try to do music and they try to sound like someone else, you think that shows through? It does, man. Especially if you play music too and you know where they got it from because mm -hmm. you can. Especially guitar riffs, man. I can pick that out like a freaking hawk, <laughs> like right. You know, but at the same time, man, there's only so many notes. There's twelve notes, man. Like, and five of them don't sound good in a song. So you got seven notes, but narrows it down to write a song with. So it's going to happen, man. You're going to write a riff that sounds like something somebody did forty years ago because it's there's only so many things that sound good together. And there's only so many words that rhyme. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. So no. what what do you classify yourself as? Like, what kind of music do you feel that you do? Like <laughs> blues or rock? Or... You could fit in a lot of different slots, man. It depends on what, what song you're talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that, too. So I'll write a metal song, and then it'll be a country song. right? Beside. It's <laughs> kind of silly, really, because it's probably the exact opposite of what I should be doing. But... Who the hell says it, what you should keeps be doing? Keeps it fun right? for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, man, you can... I think you can tell whenever an artist is being true to them rather than trying to just sing whatever somebody puts in front of them. Right. You know, so I think that if you, if you write a blues song and then you go into a rock song, then if that's what you felt, that's what you should do. Right. I, I worry about losing... Uh, Say if this guy over here bought a CD and he was only into blues and he gets to the next song and he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, like, I worry about that sometimes. And also like, it's hard to like Spotify really wants you to categorize yourself and like we play, you know, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the way it is with this too, man. Like <laughs> right. I struggle with that. Like they want real to... specific. Yeah. He plays this kind of music and it doesn't really work. That's not what I'm doing. So. Well, Ice Cube recently did an interview, and what he said was, I'm an artist, and it's no different from anyone painting a picture or anything. He said, an artist is going to take their artwork like a, like a painting. You're going to paint it, you're going to post it up, and you're going to move on to the next one. Someone's going to walk up and look at it and say they love it. Someone's going to walk up and look at it and say it's shit. But as an artist, that's what I felt, and I'm on to the next. Absolutely. I mean, talent goes broad spectrum, brother. Ice Cube, the most... Hateful sounding rap there is. Dude, take you back to NWA. I, I listen to him. I'm like, God damn, I'm gonna get shot today. <laughs> take you to damn. NWA and then say you are gonna put your kids in the car with uh, with Are we there yet? No. Ghetto vet was freaking amazing though. Yeah. Uh, just let you know. What you guys want to get into now? Spit it out, man. Interception. Huh? Interception. Oh, I'm watching. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I got you. Do you, I want to talk about something that's in the news right now. That's a guy that we caught out for being a douchebag like months ago. 
and the podcast I didn't release, oh. my brother actually got mad because we were calling him a douchebag and cussed Brian. The kickboxer guy. Yeah, it yeah. could be a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, old uh, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah, getting arrested on human trafficking charges in Romania because of Greta Thunberg. You guys, no, 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 up. Wait what? a minute. Wait a minute. I, I seen the charges, but it's about her. No, listen. No, it's not about. Okay, so he was in a feud with Thunberg. You know the uh, the one that they marched out for to tell you about your environment, your room. Yeah, but the reason yeah. they did it was because she's a kid, and if you tell her to shut the fuck up, you're an asshole. Yeah, that that's what Greta okay. Thunberg's deal was. <laughs> so they were in a feud online, Greta Thunberg and Andrew Tate, and the Romanian authorities wanted to arrest Andrew Tate, which is a fucking douchebag. Uh. But they had no proof that he was in the country. So he responded to her calling him out with a video. And in that video, there was a pizza box in the video that was a comp a Romanian pizza company. So they knew where So it the Romanian authorities were like, bam, there he is. And he got fucking arrested <laughs> on human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. Yeah. That's some old murder. She wrote shit. Some Angela Lansbury. Because I kept on seeing like memes with both of them in them on Facebook, and I was like, "What the fuck?" That's I... what it is, man. Okay, but that's his second time being brought up on human trafficking charges, and that's what I was trying to say about the his opinions on women, where he talks about them like property. I remember you know, that. You shit. remember when yeah. I was telling you, like, he thinks that, like, say your woman has a uh, a fans only, right? I'm not. I'm not here to tell you whether that's healthy for your relationship or not. I'm just here to tell you what the situation was. Say your woman has a fans only. He would get on and say that you, as a man, deserved at least fifty percent of her profits because that was yours. That was your living and eating in my house, then I'll agree. But no, nah, man, <laughs> no, nah, man, if it ain't tied down to legally by marriage, yeah. you don't know you shit, no, you nothing. But I don't, I'm saying that even if you're married, it don't mean you're that they're your property. Mm -hmm. But you know, it kind of makes sense whenever you listen to him talk online about shit that he really views people as property. Well, it, here, here's a thought if. We're doing all this shit, and he's in Romania. I'm supposing he got arrested in Romania? Yeah, yeah. The Romanian authorities are the ones that brought Is him. Is he going to have to stand up to their uh, justice, or are they going to extradite his ass back to the U.S.? No, he's he's wanted in Romania. Yes, and they got him. There. Yeah, and they got him. Ooh. But he's got off once, and they played it off like it was uh, a hoax and fake news and stuff like that. But this is the second time, so there's something to it. But they actually got him and his brother Whoa. both over there. Wow. But... The only reason I brought it up was because we told you the guy was a douchebag, and apparently, he's he's next we was level, the right. He's next level douchebag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, right there. But I, I it was just something that was interesting to me, you know, when I'm wrestling all the stuff. But I'd say there's a lot of people right now that really regret supporting him. You know, as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, hell, even before you even brought him up the first time, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I don't know who he is still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it doesn't matter, though, really. Yeah. Well, douchebag's a douchebag. Yeah. Douchebag's a douchebag. 
But we covered him on the uh, People Should Act Like Gorillas episode. Okay. That's the one we did. You know. But what he was saying was that uh, people should act like gorillas because the only way that you would ever be with a woman that had a kid from another man is yeah. if if you killed, if you were less dominant than the man yeah. she had kids with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's out there. I mean, I'm sure we all got different views on different subjects, but yeah, he's out there. Yeah, he's out there. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to change gears a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Let's try to make some 2023 predictions. It's fucking New uh, Year's Day. Uh, Joe Biden's going to fuck everything fucking up. predictions right now. And Joe Biden's going to fuck this. everything up and it's your fault. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> He'll be coming you know a motherfucker's doing a bad job when all you can do is put your head he down. He's going to be coming up here <laughs> sniffing your children and shit. <laughs> Who's your super projected Super Bowl winner? Dallas Cowboys. You're hot. <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Well, uh, dude, they got. I tell you what, they're gonna have to get fucking hurts back. They got quick. to. They quick. shit the bed today badly. What about you? What's up? Oh, I don't know. I'd like to see the Vikings win just because they never won one, or the Buffalo Bills. But if, all right, podcast over. He's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a Green Bay fan. Oh, okay. They're in the same division. Sorry. So, but look, you have to look at that right there, right they, now, while we're at it. They should have got rid of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they beat them 17 3. Uh, 17-3. Fucking green. But I don't want to see them in the playoffs, bro, I'll because be the they, they got the goddamn Cowboys number, son. We can't beat them up. Right now they're playing in Green Bay, and I will admit it. If you're playing in Green Bay, we will fucking cheat you. I have no problem saying it. If you're in Green Bay right now and it's close, well, you I do. mean, let, let's just ask right now: was that a catch the... or was that not a catch? It was a fucking catch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Bryant knows what that means. But I'm going to tell you this: um, whenever you got the queen of the NFL as quarterback, you got some perks, bro. You do. I have one. I have. <laughs> I, I have no one prediction after some of the stuff I've been reading because I, I like the NBA. LeBron James is done with the Lakers after this year. I have a feeling they're going, so? they're going to trade him. Well, no, nah, man, I hope question, he's done the with the NBA. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. done with point. the NBA. He's got the, one yeah. of the best teams ever assembled, and they can't do shit. Yeah, uh, I mean. Because he's a, he's, he's a queen. He's a Madonna. Yeah. He's always crying. Had he shut the fuck up about the team that they brought him into, they'd be willing winning NBA championships right now. But he bitched about who didn't catch the ball, who didn't make this shot. Well, I want by some stretch of the imagination, the Cowboys don't make it. I guess. <laughs> Overconfident. Over yeah, there, yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess if I was going to pull for somebody else, it would be Seattle just because they got Geno. If I was going to pull for another team to to go to the Super Bowl. Do you think they're realistically going to win the Super Bowl, though? Who, Geno? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. No, but, but I'd I love mean, it. It'd be awesome. It happened something like the Giants when they won back in, what was it, like seven years ago? Like Nobody's seen that shit coming. I mean, it's true. Well, he be, he beat Tom Brady. Fucking Eli Manning beat Tom Brady with grass hanging out of his fucking helmet. The worst <laughs> team to ever win a Super Bowl. Worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. Worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens with Joe Flacco. Fucking horrible. Yeah, man, but that wasn't the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl because that defense was fucking that lights out. Was out bro. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was lights out. They almost had to tell Joe Flacco just stay on the side. Listen, if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to go NFL rigged, Ray Lewis's last year, bro. 
they wanted to send one of the best linebackers out ever and uh, let him ride off into the sunset with a Super Bowl victory, just like they did John Elway. I knew you were going to say John Elway. Yeah. I can't disagree with you, though. Okay. But, I mean, I don't necessarily think the Super Bowl's rigged, but a lot of times you're sitting there looking at it and you're like, there's so much money, it almost has to be like the WWE. Well, you think about it because when 9-11 happened, Patriots won. When that hurricane hit, the Super Texas Bowl Astros in, yeah. won. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't Saints know. Saints won right around Hurricane won Katrina, yeah. too. Saints won there Katrina, yeah. too, yeah. But I was, looking, uh, I was looking at the NFL today. I was just – just watching football, and this brings me back to Ticketmaster. You ain't going to make me believe that everybody in that fucking stadium paid $360 a fucking seat. Ain't no way. Well, see, they hate. Ticketmaster hates season ticket holders. And the way season tickets work in the NFL is you have first option buy. Mm -hmm. You know, the next year, Mm -hmm. you buy them. You have first option and you get true price. Yeah. And then what happens is them season ticket holders put them on Ticketmaster. Yep. So I could talk to a couple of them. I should probably do that. Talk to a couple of season ticket holders and see what they pay beginning of the year compared to what seats go at. But have you looked at Super Bowl seats? I haven't. I got an uncle who's a Redskins ticket holder and they're in his wheel going to his daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. Damn. And you never told me this, like, <laughs> like, like I would have, like, I could have bought some tickets, Brian. You know what? I'll look into it. I certainly yeah. will. I hate the Redskins. So do for, I. They're and not. Well, I the, they're the not Redskins. the fucking Redskins, guys. Uh, no. They're or the Commanders. So I, I hate COVID and the Redskins <laughs> because I had, I had floor tickets to see Ramstein, and COVID happened. And then, so when they rescheduled all these ticket dates, I get, is the command, what are they called? The commanders, commanders now? Yeah. Are they in a new stadium? No, they're no, going to build one. They actually still. split that team. Since they can't call them the Redskins anymore. Yeah. This half in here in D.C. is called the Commanders, and there's one out in California called the Compton Blackskins. <laughs> you sure? You know what? I better stop. That shit will get us canceled. All right. I quit. I quit. I thought you was going to say but blue gun. Anyways. <laughs> They out of all the dates they rescheduled, they didn't reschedule that one, and I lost tickets. Thanks, COVID. Awesome. Thanks a lot, COVID. Well, man, I didn't think like the Rage Against Machine thing was like a four year ordeal for me. Well, you got to think, Ed, yeah, with the Ticketmaster thing, how much popular tickets are right now because you had no shows for almost an entire year and a half, maybe even two years, and then when they came out. Everybody wants to start seeing live live music again, live sports again. So our prices went up on all that shit now too. So I mean, I'll touch on something real quick too. Yeah, go for it. Bro. Um, so back in like the seventies, you could go watch Led Zeppelin for like four dollars, man, or like six dollars or something, which everybody thought was kind of outrageous back then. Man. Back then, yeah. <laughs> but the reason why you could go watch a concert so cheap is because they were trying to get you to go buy all their albums. They were trying to make Led Zeppelin fans that are going to go out and buy six albums for Long 10 game. bucks a piece, whatever. Mm-hmm. So now the whole thing has flipped around. Everybody's getting their music for free. Right. And now they're trying to get you to come to the concert. So that's why the concerts are freaking $300 and the music's free now. You know what I'm saying? It's like the whole business model has inverted flipped. and flipped. 
What's yeah, like, you have to tour to make real money. It's like meeting these bands like after shows and shit. You used to be able to do it. Now you got to do meet and greets. It's like their own private money right there. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing the best they can with, and this is the deal, they're doing the best they can with the situation. Because if you're not letting your music out for nothing, somebody else is. Exactly. You're going to get left behind. Yeah, you're going to be left behind hoping somebody buys your fucking music off of iTunes, and they're not going to because... Somebody's got their shit uploaded on on Amazon Prime and people's listening to them, they're already a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you don't have a chance if you're trying to sell music before the product's sampled. Yep. Basically. Well, I mean, let's take a time. You want to go ahead and plug your social media shit again right here? I can, man. But... Perfect time for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, look up Jonah Carden. I mean, I'm easy to find. I got a weird name. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm on everything I feel like I need to be on. I think I haven't really jumped on the TikTok train yet because uh, I'm not a fan. Really, nah, I feel either. old on there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, man, I think the uh, Midnight Blue. Yeah. Oh, that shit was awesome. Man, I brother. think Midnight Woo! Blue. If you release a like a segment of it on TikTok, 10, 15 seconds. You know. The, like the you look good, you only look good in midnight blue section, and yeah. see what happens with it. Because look what happened with like Tennessee whiskey and shit like that. Yeah. You know? Matter of fact, you should release it through uh, trying not to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck that. <laughs> that whole song but, is actually about guitar finishes. Really? Right. It sounds like it's about right. a woman's dress, but it's right. it's all if you look at all listen to all the colors, they're all like Stratocaster finishes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. But it does like like I think about it, okay. Yeah. I was convinced that like your favorite color dress was midnight blue, not no, your favorite guitar. You know, not your favorite guitar. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here right now thinking about it. God dog, yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. I think I mean, some of the songs that take off on there and go viral are not even fucking close to that good. So mm-hmm. you mean. give her a shot, you know? That is true. I am on TikTok, but I just talk about dumb shit. You know? How's it working out for you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not big or nothing on anything yet, but I guess you got to put it out there and let it marinate for a little bit. Absolutely. You know? The podcast is doing pretty good now, but yeah. it's just been plugging away, and we broke all the rules, man. Like we broke, uh, and mostly it's my fault because I have a job where I'm on call all the time. Right. At one time, it was my brother's fault and Brian's fault is why we didn't release an episode. But I have, <laughs> but I have like like one of the main rules you're supposed to not break is like saying you're going to release an episode and then not releasing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know stuff like that. But I broke all the rules. But it's still it's rolling along pretty good. But I enjoy doing it, so that's all that matters, I guess. That's it, man. That's all. I mean, if you're not enjoying it and you're not getting rich, you're like, <laughs> then it's what for, right? Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife this year in 2023, I'm going to get rich. She told me, stay away from the stripping business. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's led us to, we get to meet. I've met people that I definitely wouldn't have met without doing it, you know, stuff like that. So I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. That's but, the coolest part about playing music, too, man. I've met so many freaking people that I never would have even been in the same room with if it wasn't for music, you know? 
playing guitar with Jerry Cantrell. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> that was pretty awesome. No shit. I wouldn't be. I couldn't even. I I can imagine sitting there. I couldn't. I'd have probably cried. I couldn't. Oof. I'd be too nervous. That's how I was. Like I've been starstruck a okay. couple of times meeting people, and like. Marilyn Manson was a fiasco with me because I was just like, uh, uh, and he's just staring at me. I'm like, uh, do you like the the ending, the lost? Because <laughs> hey, I knew he was a big lost fan. He goes, they didn't. A- he's, he was cool as shit. He was like, man, he's like, he's like, they didn't answer all the questions. I said, yeah, and he looked at me. He's like, you like Sons of Anarchy? I said, hell yeah. He's like, watch it next season. Said, and then okay. he went on. In other words, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I guess have you ever been starstruck? Yes, absolutely. Who, uh, that who was got you? That, well, Jerry Cantrell was definitely one. I'd yeah. say Phil yeah. uh, and Selmo from Pantera. Yeah, we, uh, yeah Mike said he was intimidating as fuck. Yes, he, I will. I, God, man, he's, he's, a, he's a super nice guy, but yeah, you're is. intimidated without him doing it. Like yeah. he, he could just be standing there. And you're like, he's oh, just yeah. that dude. Man. He's <laughs> yeah. that dude. Yeah. Well, his on stage persona doesn't. Uh, yeah. Help you know? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's so oh, intense, some, you know? the one time I've seen him in concert, he was spitting on the audience and shit, telling them fuck him and everything. Because <laughs> he was wow. pissed off. <laughs> Dude, he I, was pissed off because we, they wasn't reacting the way he wanted. Because we, it was Ozfest. You know, I mean, you've been there for like thirteen hours, getting ready to be night. Is this a super joint gig? Uh huh. Was this super joint? No, it was Bang. Pantera. Okay, cool. But uh, and then it wasn't long after this they fucking broke up. He like come out and we're all. I mean, it was we were in at Starlake Amphitheater in Pittsburgh. And everybody been out there in the sun for like thirteen hours. So whenever he's playing, it's four o'clock in the evening. Hot as hell. Hot as fuck. And then nobody, everybody's just standing there watching Pantera. You know, and if it was like a three hour concert, I'd have been stoked as everybody's fuck. Everybody's drained. But I've yeah. done uh tripped ass and everything that day, man. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty wore out, you know. I've had a good fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then he's up there and everybody's standing there. He's like, I'm tired of y'all looking at me like you're in fucking caskets standing out there. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Fucking spitting and shit. But then when night fell, the concert picked up. But it was basically the time of day he was performing at, you know. Yeah. It was but he was fucking angry. So I could see, I was like, damn, this dude's intense as fuck. Now, He's cussing out 40,000, 100,000. Now, one guy that I met that I thought I would be intimidated to meet, he was like super chill and really, really nice with Jonathan Davis from Corn. But he was very. He was could, probably after he got on meds. Nah, that. yeah, he, he was definitely. You know, but he wasn't like illegal drugs. He, I think he was yeah, on he like was anxiety meds. But uh, I'm telling you, the worst person I've ever met, hands down, Dick is Jared fucking Leto. God damn, he's a fucking you just, diva. You can tell he's a dick. Oh really? my god, because Kelly, why me, the fuck did you want to meet Jared? We Kelly wanted to I go put, see Thirty Seconds to Mars, and she's like, I want to meet him. I want to meet him, and I'm like, okay, and this. This dude comes out, and it's the old monkey bar, and all these bands that you go see at the old monkey bar, they come out and hang out, and there was no order. You know, people just go up and talk and hang out and drink beer out in the parking lot. This motherfucker, I want everybody in a single file line. If you're not in a single file line, I'm going the fuck inside. I mean, this dude's a straight-up dick. And uh, Kelly's like, you want to meet him? I was like, nope. I put that dude. I was same, like, I ain't meeting him. I put I, him in the same category a, as Pete Davidson. Like, what the fuck are you famous I, for? Well, at the Tim time, Chicago. at the time, he wasn't like 
he did acting and stuff. I think the highest thing he did was that show that came on in the 90s. My Man, so I will admit, Life. like, I'm not a Pete Davis fan, but if you look up the fucking, uh, like, some of the shit he did on SNL, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he he can be funny, man. Yeah, he can be funny. His Count Chocula thing was funny, but I will tell you, <laughs> 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 yes, yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. Shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all state stand. What's your? <laughs> it's got, talking like the all state guy. Rolled. Hell yeah! <laughs> I tell you what, he has done for uh, America. He's convinced every weirdo, nerd, geek, spaz. Whatever you call yourself. Albinos. Albino that you can fuck Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we on a comeback. The regular dudes is on a comeback. But he's well, probably he did have to put what, put up with Kanye's ass for like five years. He's probably ready to fuck anybody. Yeah. But if you Pete Davidson, Kanye, what Kanye's the fuck a do you touch care? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a touch. A touch. Got a sprinkle. Okay, he's talking about being starstruck. I was starstruck one time so far. And then I want to talk about what I want to talk about is the opposite of people that they tell you they're assholes, but they, when you met them, they're not. Oh, but yeah. I was starstruck one time, and it was I think it was because I wasn't prepared to meet him. Mm -hmm. Like, I was at OzFest, and I was walking around the, the back side of the second stage with my head down, and I'm fucking looking at whatever, my phone shit. And, and whenever I run dead into... Zach Wild, like I, like I'm looking down. I look up and there's Zach Wild, and I'm just like, I I that you know, like, <laughs> he's like he's like I know, man. I appreciate you and he hit me on the shoulder and he walked off and I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and then I met a band that I get help from him and Kelly all the time for being fans of them. But I met Disturbed one time. No. Yeah. <laughs> Minus 10 cool points. <laughs> well, I met Were they cool with you? Dude, yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you the story. Like, I had on a, uh, and this is what pushed me over the edge. I'm like, all right, I'm definitely a fan. But Scott couldn't go with us that year, which is my little brother that him and Brian had to dispute on the podcast. I love you, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. They're both good dudes. Yeah. They just didn't agree about being monkeys and shit. But so I go and uh, I go and I had to buy a CD to meet them is one thing. So that's a little douchey. But anyway, I understood they were pretty popular at that time. So I bought the CD and I go through and I hand the CD that I bought to be signed to the lead singer. And uh, he signs it. And I was like, hey, my brother couldn't be here. Can you sign this shirt for him? And it didn't have nothing to do with the star, but it was just a shirt, just a white shirt. And he was like, yeah, I've been over here, you know, and I've been over and he signed my shoulder right there. And it was an FYE tent. Yeah. And they were like, uh, the, there was this big dude, like six, four. He was like a bouncer or their protection right. or whatever. And he was like, you can only have one item signed and that's it. And he turned around and he's like, Hey, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I decide what I sign, and then he made the rest of the band sign the back of the shirt. Damn. So, I mean, it that was, was a cool, cool experience shit. for that me. Cool. I, can tell you a, I can tell you a story about that, but it's one of Kelly's OzFest stories. I was so, at OzFest, too. Uh, were you at the one where Slipper joined Ritual? Yes. I was. Okay. 
So they were at the FYE booth. I was not. And uh, <laughs> Kelly was there. I wasn't there. I met Phil was down. But anyways. I guarantee you me and Kelly was in line together, and we had completely different experiences. I can't wait to see. Okay. Well, what anyways, so, you know, and out of, like he said, the intimidation with Phil and stuff like that, like, anyways, she's in line. She's going to get something signed. Well, she wanted a picture. They wouldn't, no photos at the FYE tent. And uh, he, she asked him, she's like, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, get your camera out. So she goes around the table to go take a picture with Phil and Salmo. And the FYE chick's like, no pictures, no mixtures. He's like, hey, he's like, are you the fucking boss? He goes, no. He's like, I'm the fucking boss. He's like, <laughs> looks at everybody in the crowd. He's like, you want a picture? Get your goddamn cameras out. And this girl's like bawling, crying. And Kelly's like, yes. <laughs> yes. No, fuck them, man. Like, where? who are they to tell the artists what they should and shouldn't well, do? Well, I think they I guess to, they're trying to move the line. Yeah, that's exactly that, what it know? is. And they're just doing, and, like, this is something I'm not a fan of, is say that, like, whenever the pandemic was going on and you had to wear a mask. And then you walk into a public place and somebody at that public place, a kid or whatever, tells you, listen, you have to wear a mask. And then you give that kid hell. Or that person. It might not be a kid, but the only thing they're doing is exactly what they were told right. to do. Yeah. By their boss. Right. Well, I think this goes back to, you know, what we were talking about before we even came on. When you get a record deal, it's not what me as a fan think is so awesome. As an artist, it can be pretty shitty because they're putting so many parameters on you of shit that you can do and you can't do now with your own product. Yep. Meaning the product, meaning your face, your signature, your music, and they're telling you, oh, you, they, they can't have that unless they pay twice. Well, motherfucker, I'm standing right here. Who are you to tell me what I can do with my hands or what I can? And when you sign a contract, in essence, that's what the fuck happens. And and that's like, too, like, and they're not looking at the side of there is some people that I didn't cry or anything like that, but there is some people at the sight of this person that they have listened to and enjoyed for years that that's their, that's everything to and them. And if they're like, a dick, it, it just destroys everything. Like, and, yeah, and I can talk. Like, anybody knows me knows I talk. But I guess me being speechless when I seen Zach Wild is kind of like me fucking crying about it, you know? Like, turned into a six-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> I, so, like, if, if an artist sees somebody and they're like, this motherfucker really has been into what I do, so I'm going to go a little extra mile. Yeah. The people that are controlling the situation just need to fuck off a little bit. Because at that point, that dude's earned a lifetime fan. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, another person that gets a lot of bad credit and he's like, oh, man, he's a dick, yada, yada, yada. And I, was, I wasn't really nervous. I didn't think I'd ever meet him, so I didn't even think, you know, he's walking to his bus and stuff. Is Glenn Danzig. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I'll sign whatever you got, man. Yeah. And he's like, sign. He's nervous, and though. he's, yeah, he, but he will not take photos with you. He says, I don't want my photo taken because he got knocked the fuck out years ago by that dude from some band. Cottonmouth Kings, I think was that. Yeah. Or, so, was it? Or was it something? Uh, Kings. 
they were red like kings, was it? I can't remember. Ooh. The dude was big. Danza ain't big. Oh, he's like, fuck you, motherfucker. That's one of my favorite videos. He knocked him out. But he was cool as shit. I mean, dude landed a clean shot. He cleaned him out. But I mean, he Listen, for everybody out there, if you're ever inviting a fight into your life, do not stand with your fists at your fucking waist. Or your hands in your pockets. Because that's what he did. He, like, opened up at, to him with his fucking fists out like this, like I'm a bad motherfucker, and left everything <laughs> vital for that motherfucker to bait on. And he did. It's a gamble. Oh, but he is hardcore, like, strict if you go see him. Like, if they see your camera out, see your phone out, He's got a guy, his main security guy, he points at him. Or that guy watches through the whole time. If they see a light on, like with your phone, you're out. He comes and grabs you and throws you out. That's how hardcore no that dude shit. is. After that hit. I don't understand it. So you got knocked the fuck out one time, but now I can't take your picture? He doesn't even want his shit like really filmed live. At least the last you few times I've how seen how it. Viral this video was, bro. I don't. I don't. <laughs> like, I don't. was like 2005. Yeah. It was a long time ago. The band was Northside Kings, by the way. I just, yes. I just Googled it. Northside I got confused there. But, uh, but yeah. I've got to see it. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got to see it. Well, in your, our, He's re always our had research that, department's lacking right now. He's always <laughs> had that persona like he is a badass. You know? Well, he's like he's short, but he's still a well-put-together guy. Yeah. But the only mistake he made was he had his hands down and left the dude open to fucking knock him out. I think the I think the video didn't hurt his reputation about as much as him walking out of Walmart with that cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to meet him too, man, and he was like super nice. Yeah, he was. He, cool. was. he signed everything I had. There's one thing you can't never take for granted about a grown man is they're gonna hit you like a grown man. So you, you you can't leave yourself open like that. If you're if you really think you're about to fight, you can't do that. Yeah. I don't care what the other Ooh. people. Oh, Brian, what's going on in the football game? No, that ain't the football game. This dude just got his shit cleaned out. Mm. Oh, he, he's he's watching the video for the first. <laughs> he's watching it for the first time. Wow. I'll tell you a quick little story. I used to be yeah, a metal yeah. band like 2005 to 2010 ish, whatever. So our uh, first drummer joined this band called Blitzkid. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're out of Bluefield. They're like a horror punk band or whatever. So da-da-da. Anyway, a lot of stuff happens. He ends up going to play with uh, Doyle from Misfits. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. Big guitar player, dude. And they are opening for Danzig. So our old drummer is on tour with Danzig now. No shit. And I love Danzig, man. This is like 2007. So this all happened pretty quick. So he's like, we're starting this tour in Baltimore. He's like, you guys should come and hang out. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. I get to go backstage at a dancing show. I'm all about it, you know. So we go backstage. We're hanging out with them. And Doyle's there. And he's he's dating this chick named Gorgeous George. I think they're actually married. but Yeah. Is she the singer of Arch Enemy? No, dude. She used to be on freaking WCW. WCW. She was so Macho okay. Man's wife. Yeah. Man. Oh, okay. Wife. Remember the blonde chick? Yeah. Yes. So she's there. <laughs> we're like sitting in a room like this, basically. He's in full, Doyle's in full makeup with this devil lock and shit. And he's like eight <laughs> feet tall, you know. And I walk in and he's like, 
hey man, you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And he's like, <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> you didn't take the sandwich? No, I should have. Oh, it's a yeah, big, big regret of mine. That's about on the same level as you bitches want some pancakes. But like, so anyway, we never did get to make damn. That was the whole reason I went, you know, really. But um, we went out and watched the show. And Danzig's singing the song How the Gods Kill. I don't know yeah. if you know that song or not. But and it gets to the part where it builds up on the song. And he's like, show me how the gods kill. And he freaking falls off the stage and breaks his damn shoulder, dude. Oh, <laughs> my and God. He, and gets back on stage and finishes the concert. But he is furious for the rest of the night. Right, yeah, he's in pain. Oh, Always yeah. mad as hell. Yeah, pain drives oh, you crazy, God. bro. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's my Danzig story. That's, that's, <laughs> that's wow. pretty awesome. That's a that, is, cool that is that is a cool ass story. You should have. It's on fuck. YouTube too, man. Like he sings that line, and he just boom, disappears, man. He fell from I don't know, probably from there to there at least. Well, about you, five feet. Yeah. You should have <laughs> ate the sandwich, bro. I know. That's man. something. <laughs> I went. We went to go see him. Like I can't. It was when Death Red Sabbath came out it was or it was like a week before coming out and seventh void opened up which is kenny and um uh johnny from typos at the time that band because peter Steele's done died from typo negative and i'm like a huge typo fan and i'm like oh and kelly's like you gotta go up there and talk to him i was like no man i can't do it and i i was like i was like because it's only been like maybe a couple years since peter died and I regret it. That's one of my regrets because I didn't get to go talk to him. But I could have, but I was like too nervous. Damn it, man. <laughs> Damn it, man. But my girlfriend has met them a few times, I think. Typo. She's like typo negative. It was October Rust Tour. Cold Chamber was opening up for him, and she was in the Cold Chamber, and they didn't come out. And Typo did. And uh, Peter Steele came out and he was like, well, we were kind of waiting for Cold Chamber to come out too. But I guess he's like, you were looking for Cold Chamber? He's like, I'll go get him. He's just like, no, no, no. No, nah, it's fine. He's like, I'll go get him. He knocks on their bus and they're sitting in there in their pajamas and stuff with no shoes on. He's like, oh, we didn't think nobody was out here for us. Yeah, come on over. We'll take pictures with you. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's cool as fuck. I have to say, the drummer for Corn was pretty cool. Right. When we met him. Yeah, he was nice. I've met everybody in Corn, but never at the same time. It's always been individual. You know, I've met Monkey and Jonathan one time, and then I was nervous to meet Fieldy because he's a dick. But at least he was a dick back in the heyday, and uh, he was really cool and shit. Really cool, but I don't. I guess he's not even with Corn anymore. So he's religious now, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Head and Philly are both religious. Yeah. Now. Anything you want to get into, brother? Oh, gosh. I don't know, man. Green, Green Bay. Bay. Oh, <laughs> oh, you, do you see me sitting over in my head like this? Well, he's going to be. Happy cussing. Yeah. That motherfucker's going to be in the playoffs again, man. God damn. I don't want him to be. If it's up to me, man, I think we should put Jordan Love in, play for the losses, and get the draft picks. Fuck that. Well, it's too late for that shit. Because, in essence, we have to win out, then so many people have to lose out. Probability is. Are the Bucks out yet? Out, out yet? Hell no. No, nah, man. I mean, like the they... NFC is so separated between who's doing good and there's like no middle. Yeah. You know, there's teams that are doing right. awesome. There's no middle, and then there's teams that are 
500 and a little bit above that are competing for playoff spots right now. So it's like uh, the top two spots are taken by the Eagles and the Cowboys, just letting you know. And then and then the uh the Bucks uh everything else is wide open in the NFC right now. Yeah. But uh it won't hurt my feelings to see Tom Brady get sent home. Nothing like that. The Bucks clinched the division today when they won. Why are the Cowboys in the NFC East? Yeah, I don't I've never understood that. They're definitely not the East. (laughs) I think it's because they got such a good rivalry going with the Redskins and stuff, or what? I'd say that. I uh, think nobody wants them around because they got the cooties. (laughs) Right. Yeah, nobody wants the most popular team in the NFL in their division. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they want. That's what they want. Every year it's the same shit. Same shit. I'm telling you, man. America's team. Man, bullshit. It's Joe Biden's team now. How about that? Oh, now, oh, now, so say you your, like them now. So what you're telling me? Say you like them now. It's your team, is what you're no, telling me. Nah, what? Joe I, Biden don't like my squad. Uh, is Joe Biden a Cowboys fan? I don't know. They said he can show up and sniff all the hair and heads he wants. <laughs> he don't even know where he's at right now. <laughs> Let alone what he don't even know what football he is. He just knows what time Jello shows up. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> Jello cups. God, it stinks in there. You're going to have to go in there and change this diaper again. <laughs> oh, sometimes I made a mistake. Yeah, I'm about... Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I got a topic. So in his uh, pre-election, while he was campaigning, people forget that Donald Trump mentioned that he was going to minimize the federal workforce. You know, it was too many federal employees. You know, really, they ain't doing shit. Really, we don't. But anyways... But he said he was going to minimize the federal workforce. Well, I'm proud to say, well, not proud to say, he did exactly what he said. He's out of office now, and I'm not saying nothing about that, good or bad. We know but how you feel. Everything yeah, that he no put shit. into place is now coming, is coming true. I mean, it's some federal workers that's going to lose all their lose all their shit, yeah. and I'm praying to God that I ain't one of them ain't me. Well, you voted in the boy that's supposed to help you. <laughs> I hope he does. God damn. Help me out, please. Help me out. It's like the lesser of two evils. Damn. I mean, you got one dude who, who's driving an economic machine, but he's driving it his way, no matter how you feel about it. You get that guy to office, and then you get a dude that's sitting behind the wheel asleep. Uh, with, with sundowner syndrome. I don't understand. Well, I'll tell you what. Like I'll tell you one thing that we've talked about on here before is that uh, electric vehicles bringing back the coal industry. And it's happening now. Uh, coal last uh, last month had took over as the world leader in energy once again. And it's due to uh, people needing to charge their shit. Well, here's something that most people ain't talking about. Uh, Tesla, all these people who are coming out with electric cars, those batteries, one of the main power components in there is cobalt. Yeah. Cobalt is mined in Africa by little kids. Yeah. I seen something on uh, social media the other day where it had uh, like these these companies in Africa that are doing this mining are Mm -hmm. reporting that they that they mine using equipment. Mm-hmm. Which basically means that there is no workers that human are, workers. there's no human Down workers. In the hole. Everybody that is a human 
that's supposed to be there is operating a piece of equipment to load it on a truck or whatever. So instead of having 200 people load a train, you have one guy in a loader, not scooping, he's sitting there chilling and they got videos that surfaced from a cobalt mine in Africa with over 15,000 people hand loading trains. Yeah. So you think you're defeating this concept of slavery Mm -hmm. or cheap labor, human trafficking, all that human trafficking by fucking the uh, big coal companies and stuff like that. But you're actually contributing to almost slave labor in other countries. That's true. So how do, how do people feel about that shit? Like, that's a thought. You remember some years back. And the uh, guy that surfaced the video actually had to go into the mine with the shit in his pocket and risk prosecution for recording. Death. Yeah. And like he was recording and he wasn't supposed to be. And then when he got out and come back to America, he released all the footage of these people basically mm-hmm. like uh, some shit you see in the that you would think you would see in the. 1800s of people loading trains and shit with bags over their head. Yeah. You Remember know? some years back, uh, it's been about 10, 15 years, they got real big in those uh, diamond mines in Sierra Leone. And they were talking about... Oh, you ever seen Blood walking. Diamond? Yeah. yeah that's that's where they came out. Kids yeah. had half arms or all that kind of crazy shit. Yeah. But we can get it on to something lighter than that. Damn. Damn, so, like, you think you're doing, and it's it's such a trick by industry to think you're doing the right thing, and really, by doing the right thing, all you're doing is lying in somebody's pockets, don't give a fuck about human rights or nothing. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think that, uh, we live here in West Virginia, you just talked about how the coal industry is picking up. Six in one hand, half dozen of the other. In essence, we are benefiting. I mean, shit, I'm not a coal miner, but... If I live in this state, I benefit whenever the coal industry starts booming. Oh, there's no about, especially here. Beckley's mm-hmm. uh, uh, a hub of the coal industry. And I'm in but out of the coal industry right now. Like, I can say I'm out of the coal industry. But the company I work for is basically supported by coal. Mm-hmm. So I'm not out of the coal industry. I'm just not going underground every day. Yeah. Isn't the place you work in Peterstown? No, it's in Parisburg. Parisburg, okay. Close. It's right across Close. the border there in Virginia. Okay. So he's still in West Virginia. There's something in the water down that way that makes people stupid. Not not in Peterstown, <laughs> but in Parisburg. <laughs> I, <ain't laughs> I don't drink water. <laughs> if you do, make sure it's bottled. There you go. We do have almost an hour in. That's good content right there, bro. Yeah, but I do want, uh, do you have upcoming shows you'd like yeah, to sure. talk about? Well, I mean, I, I play uh, for a living, dude, so. And uh, I want to ask you something. Is there any, because this is what I want to come to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, this is what I want to come to to see you. Is there anywhere that you're going to play that'll let you play you? Oh, that's uh, 
I mean, any of them will, man. I just kind of read the crowd a lot of times. Like, right. You, you came to a wild party, you know, yeah, house, and yeah. everybody's here to party and have a good time, you know. Yeah. If, it, if everybody's just chilling. Yeah, you have to play relatable music and shit Because like my, that, yeah. you know, I don't have to do anything. I mean, I could play my music, but it would freaking bomb all night, you know. Like, right. Nobody wants to hear that shit. <laughs> like, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do. 90% of the people that are there to party don't yeah. want to hear a bunch of slow, sad like music. They don't know. You know what I mean? Right. It just depends on the the night, you know. Like, if if, if if I know there's people there that want to hear it, absolutely I'll play it. But I don't want to get sick of playing my own songs for people that don't want to hear it. See, I've I mean? heard uh, there's a lot of songs that everybody loves that they hate because they've just sung them so much. Yeah. You so know. If I'm going to get tired of it, I want it to be for people that wanted to hear it in the first right. place. You know what I mean? Right. Let let everybody know where you're gonna be and what's up with you. Oh gosh, let's see. I will be. I've got a bunch of shows here. I won't throw them all out, but um, I'll be at Mountain Lake, is in Pembroke, Virginia, on January sixth. Maloney's in Summersville on January seventh. Skyline on the thirteenth. Skyline out here? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm there about once a month. The thirteenth. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll be at the watering hole on the twentieth, which is in Shady Spring. That's that place Kelly goes to for Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a tiny little place, but yeah. it's cool. Um Winter Place on Sunday the twenty second. It's good for now. All right. Read four hundred of <laughs> Well, what I'm gonna tell you is go check this guy out. A good live show. Local entertainment's definitely one of the better shows I've seen. Thank yeah. you. For sure. Like you were you were awesome. And then the dude getting up while you guys did uh Hootie and the Blowfish yeah. last night. <laughs> that was cool. He's good, man. Dude dude could sing, yeah. yeah he plays all the time too. Yeah. What's that? So trained professionals. Yeah. 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 They're pretty good. Check this guy out if you get a chance on his uh social media and everything. He's a great singer songwriter. And check us out too on Facebook. Try not to get sued. Email us at Gmail. Try not to get sued. And if you're ever interested in coming on a podcast, hit us up and let us know. Thanks for listening. If you listened.